0: Hey, podcast listeners, and welcome to episode two of In One. My name is Vito Cortese.
1: And my name is Andrew Flaherty.
0: And today's theme is everything love, Valentine's Day, and awkward dates.
1: Very awkward dates.
0: Which we'll share with you towards the end of the episode.
1: So stick around. So if you're just joining us for the first time this episode, you're probably wondering what In One is about. And In One
0: is a podcast dedicated to collecting stories from ourselves, friends, and family uh, to generate an oral history of life experiences and different perspectives. Yeah. So thanks for checking us out this time. Hopefully you continue to listen.
1: And if you like what you hear at the end of this episode, don't forget to rate and review us in wherever you're listening. And if you want, you can submit a story to us. Uh, which we will read out loud on one of our future episodes. and You can find all that information in the description of this episode.
0: And if you would prefer to be anonymous, that is totally an option. We just want to give you the opportunity to share a story with
1: us. And the listeners. And as always, there is a... Playlist. To go along with the theme of... Love. Yeah, so again... The link for our Spotify playlist will be in the description, but if you want to search for it, it is In One Stories.
0: And if you recognize our logo, that would be an easy way to locate it as well.
1: Okay, Vito, so who's up first?
0: So up first, we are going to have my brother, Dominic Cortese, and his fiance, Emily. Okay. They've been together for about seven years now, Uh but living together for two years, which is... Something
1: you go, guys.
0: Right? I am going to talk with them a little bit about their story and how they met and stuff like that. One,
2: two, three, four, tell me that you love me more. Sleepless, long nights, saddest with my youth was for.
0: So we are here with uh, my brother Dominic Cortese and his new fiance, Emily Sperko, soon to be Cortese.
2: Yeah, we're super excited to be on the podcast.
0: <laughs> so Dom, remind me how you met Emily. So
3: about, at this point, probably nine or so years ago, um, one of my best friends, Josh, was going to ESU and he became really good friends with a few of the girls that live on his floor.
0: And East, ESU is a college.
3: Yeah, East Strasbourg University. We he was really good friends with Emily and her roommates, and then we went up there pretty much every weekend. And somewhere two years in, I don't know, started to like Emily and got real drunk and asked her out.
0: And we do remember it the same way.
2: It is exactly the same way. Yeah, pretty much. My brother and sister were visiting me at college one night, and like me and Dom were like talking at this point, and. Yeah, we were just, like, really drunk, and Dom asked me out, and then I remember I walked out of the room and went up to my sister and was like, I think me and Dom, like, might be dating now, and then the next morning I woke up, and I was like, I still think we might be dating, so I'm going to text him just to make sure, (laughs) so then I asked him, and that's when we started dating.
3: She was like, Did you mean to ask me out last night? And I was like, I think so.
0: And I remember <laughs> six weeks later, you came to me in the computer room and you said, Binks, I need to tell you something. I said, What is it, Dom? I'm like, I've been dating Emily for six weeks, but don't tell mom and dad.
3: <laughs> and they probably didn't meet her for another six months or more.
0: Like, met her officially as your girlfriend?
3: Yeah, I think they probably met her. Here before, yeah. Had friends over the house a couple of
0: times. Wow. So now you guys are both engaged.
2: We are. Only he's engaged. Only, only Dominic's engaged.
3: (laughs) Even though she's the one that's got the ring. Yeah, we um, we were dating for seven years, and we got a free trip to the Dominican, which was cool. So it seemed like a really good opportunity to uh, propose out there on a beach, which was really nice. After shopping for the rings with her uncle, actually he helped me out with everything
0: why did the uncle help you out with everything
3: well he's a jeweler and he knows his stuff so that's someone you can trust we had a fun day in the city running around yelling at a bunch of like Russians and crazy wild like Jewish people it was a lot of fun
0: So, Emily, your uncle is a jeweler. Is this a common thing that men in the family...
2: Yeah, so all of my family members have gotten their rings through my uncle, um, and also my cousins on the other side of the family, and some friends have also gotten rings from him. Yeah, he's always the first to know when people are getting engaged, so it must be a pretty (laughs) cool position for him.
4: I guess so.
0: Yeah.
3: (laughs) But it is a lot of fun. So he's he's actually... um... Really smart guy So he's been doing this Since he was a kid Like 19, 20 Wow He uh, got into it And he goes to the city All the time So he start learning Other languages So he can speak Russian Like very well He's learned a couple Of other languages That he can communicate With a lot of the people better Wow Because um, he feels like He just builds Better relationships Like they can speak English But he can build Better relationships With people and it's pretty cool to see him, like, run around and speak a bunch of different languages. And, like, I bet.
0: People he hasn't seen in months. And like,
3: hey, Kevin, what's up, man? It's, it's cool.
0: So does he ever practice the languages, or does he...
3: Yeah, he writes down three words every day. And makes sure he practices them all day so that he learns them.
0: Wow. mm mm-hmm.
3: It's pretty cool. It's funny, he brought me up to the one guy who actually set the the ring onto the placement. And he's like, ah, another victim. <laughs>
1: <laughs> like, real sinister. <laughs> <laughs> And I was like, yeah, something like that. That's right. Really you feel good about this, <laughs> right?
0: <laughs> Making the right choice.
3: Cool experience, though.
0: So heading into the married life, what would you say is the number one thing you're looking forward to?
3: Tax returns.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Emily, would you feel I'm the
3: same way? I'm gonna have to
2: go with sharing bank accounts because Dom's <laughs> is a lot bigger than mine, so I'm pretty pumped about it.
3: We're clearly in it for the right reasons. <laughs> <laughs>
0: if that isn't love, I don't know what is.
3: <laughs> Well, I doubt anything changes much at this point. We've been together for seven years. And you guys live together too. For two now. We bought a house together and we know each other's families really well and friends are all the same at this point. I don't know how much would really change. You know what I mean? Yeah. Except we get to have a big party with everybody. That's true. In June of next year. So we be a really good time.
0: That is exciting.
3: It is. Are you excited?
2: So excited. <laughs> yeah, we picked out our venue. So pretty pumped about that. That was probably, I think will be the funnest part about wedding planning. So kind of upset that's over with already, but yeah, it was fun to see the different places.
0: And how many venues would you say you looked at before you knew which one was the, was the one?
2: We probably looked at Mm. about 10 because we weren't sure whether we were getting married in New Jersey or Pennsylvania. So we checked both out and wound up choosing New Jersey.
3: Was the second one we looked at. And I think we knew it was probably going to be the one we wanted. Like, right away, just had everything, and it looked really nice. And the person who was, like, working with us was, like, really cool, and she has this awesome Irish accent. Yeah. Oh, I mean, that's cool. But She's then we the looked best. to, like, eat more after that anyway, and we were just like, yeah, this is it. We're, we're going to go back to that one. I think it was a really good deal. Yeah. It'll be a fun time. You, you're going to like it.
0: I'm excited. Yeah, it looks like yeah. good
3: food. There's no limitations on alcohol. Yeah,
0: because you asked me to be the best man in the back of an Uber... On the way to our other cousin's wedding.
3: But yeah, I was right when it happened, so it made sense.
0: It's appropriate timing. Yeah,
3: whatever. I don't know if there's ever a specific time for those types of things.
0: Well, you know, sometimes with, with women, they got like a box with a butterfly that flies out of it. Yeah, with a cool message know. and maybe like a popcorn box.
3: I've always asked her entire bridal party already and I haven't asked anyone in mine.
0: Did you do anything special for her?
2: No. <laughs> I'm definitely not one of those type of girls who like... <laughs> Puts all time, or puts time into like the butterflies and boxes. That makes sense. I don't know. I'm just more laid back, so I just ask them.
0: So knowing each other for nine years and have been dating for seven years, you guys have probably had a lot of Valentine's Day experiences. So is there any Valentine... Uh, right. So a lot of Valentine's yeah, Day experiences. Yeah, kind of a lot. Are there any that, that stick out in particular?
3: first one was a good time so um i went over to hang out with emily at her house in east Strasbourg where she lived with all of her roommates <clears throat> and they were renting a house there and we had a really good plan to go to the, go out and eat dinner and go see a movie emily had this really big project due the next day because she was in uh, hospitality management and she had to plan and detailed out an entire trip to ireland she started this at like 6 p.m. the day before it was due
0: typical college procrastination yeah
3: you can say that so then we rolled out the movie first i think yeah what I, do you, one, you remember what you were going to
0: see no clue. okay no clue. was it was it supposed to be no clue at the time where right now you just i think about? we, we had an actual then. plan
2: yeah yeah
0: um and
3: then time kept going and i would poke into the room every now and then and Emily would be sitting on the bed crying with a bunch of books, <laughs> panicking. You know, and then I was like, "All right, so maybe we just won't go out to dinner either." So I got Chinese food and brought it back, and Emily ate it as she cried, and I watched TV with her her roommates.
0: That's really romantic.
3: Very. She passed the project, not well. Really. I was going to say, I
2: got D-pad, a D. It wasn't even worth it. I should have just gone out for the dinner and a movie.
3: I should have known then that that's kind of the way life is going to be after that yeah,
2: I'm getting better
3: and every Valentine's there was a train wreck since because I always forget <laughs> well actually last year was great but I always forget to book a place because I didn't know that they like book as quickly as they do um, like reservation wise and then two years ago we went to a Chinese buffet because everything was full the year before that we ended up at like this okay-ish restaurant in Bethlehem after going to like four of them and they were all full
2: And one year, I remember, it was when I lived in New Jersey and he lived in Pennsylvania, so we met in, like, Morristown, I think it was, and we went for, like, a brunch type of, like, Chinese food
5: date, (laughs) like a
2: Chinese restaurant... But this place did not have like forks and knives and spoons. They only had chopsticks. So, we had like rice and chicken. And got like
3: chow mein. And I do it not know how to use them with hands. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs>
4: Cute. <laughs> did not know yeah.
3: how to use the chopsticks. She was so frustrated. <laughs> it's like one noodle at a time is best. Like, how do you not chopsticks. have a
4: fork?
0: I don't know how to use chopsticks either, so I don't. <laughs>
3: Yeah, that was a rough day.
0: Is this Valentine's Day also going to be a train wreck? Yeah, I didn't
3: book anything.
2: Yes. (laughs) We were probably going to go to the same place as last year because it was so good.
3: Yeah. Was it called the Fiamma Grill? Really good food. Italian. But they gave us way too much food. Like we, we ordered an appetizer and they never brought it. And like we had our food And then she realized Oh I forgot your appetizer Do you want me to bring you like, no <laughs>
0: Please don't So do you have any uh, Words of advice for I guess newly engaged couples Or Couples that want to get engaged
3: Um I would say not Nothing that you don't already know Just don't be a dick
2: Yeah I feel like You just need to let the person Live their life You don't need to Be like Jealous And Anything like that Because if You're jealous all the time. Why are you even with the person?
0: That's a good point.
3: Yeah. You chose to be with that person because you like characteristics about them. Let them be that person.
0: Words to live by.
1: So, we covered Dom and Emily's story.
0: And now we are going to my interview with my cousin Jessica, who is 26 years old. And is going to give us a take on what it's like dating at the age of 26. And apps like Tinder and ChristianMingle.com and other online dating websites.
1: So, if you aren't familiar, what is Tinder?
0: So, Tinder is this app where... You get to see a picture of a potential mate.
1: <laughs> you said mate, and that is so awkward. Sorry. Okay, so mate aside, you see a picture of someone.
0: Right, and they will have a bio written about themselves, which okay. they choose to write. Mm-hmm. And it's not just one picture anymore. Now it's about several pictures that they can choose to, to pick from. Okay. And based on just that picture and the bio alone, you can swipe right. favorite that person or Mm -hmm. like that person and you swipe left to discard them you just like throw them out like trash okay and then if let's say you swipe right on someone because you like them and they swipe right on you because they like you then you guys are a match and that gives you the ability to communicate with each other
1: interesting it is
0: very interesting and i think it makes dating in, in 2018 quite interesting as well so let's hear jessica's story
4: I don't mean to frustrate, but I always make the same mistakes, yeah. I always make the same mistakes, Chris. Ooh, ooh. But you can't blame me for trying. You know, I'll be lying, saying, you're the one. Ooh, ooh.
0: So I am sitting with my cousin Jessica Kelly, who is 26 years old. Okay. And Jess, where are we right now?
5: We're in my basement freezing
0: (laughs) (laughs) it's very cold down here and and emma has run away to keep our to keep our warmth she
5: doesn't want to be interviewed no she's not about that life that's okay she likes to keep her personal life private yeah me on the other hand (laughs) open book
0: (laughs) (laughs) perfect so the theme today is valentine's day
5: (laughs) my least favorite holiday
0: why is it your least favorite holiday i think it's
5: such a stupid holiday why because i even when i'm in relationships i've never liked it Because it's like one of those you feel obligated that you have to get your significant other something or make it something special when it's just another day.
0: So it kind of takes away the meaning from the relationship because it's Um, on that day as opposed to doing something because you actually love that person? Well,
5: yes and no, because I already have high expectations. So
0: as I know,
5: (laughs) if somebody is saying that they want to plan something and then it's just all of a sudden left up to me to plan the valentine's day date i get mad all over again because i already plan enough dates (laughs) sounds like
0: that's based on a personal experience (laughs)
5: too many experiences
0: (laughs) so you're currently single yeah and when was your last relationship
5: Uh, like actual relationship
0: yeah like where you guys were comfortable enough to say this is my boyfriend
5: 2016
0: 2016 yeah
5: I was single the full year
0: of 2017. You were single the whole time. <laughs> unless you count Emma. Well,
5: Emma's my lifelong partner. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so being single at 26, I feel like in today's day and age, it's really centered around apps and internet services.
5: Uh, so
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> as someone who is single, how do you feel about those things?
5: Well... I gave Tinder a two-week trial, and it was a stupid two-week trial. I was like, this is awful. Why do the guys think that they can just talk to anybody like this? And then I deleted it.
0: So in those two weeks, you did like find matches and talk to people? Yeah,
5: I had a few matches. We chatted on the app. I never actually met anybody because I was too nervous, so <laughs> I was like, well, never mind. <laughs>
0: that makes sense.
5: I was all talking those apps. Like, yeah, <laughs> let's go, let's go do something. Never did. <laughs> dating at 26 is hard because you're either in a dating pool where everybody is still in that party phase. Nobody actually wants to be serious. Or everybody around you is settling down and you feel like the lost cause of your group of friends. <laughs> it's a really, really tough place to be in.
0: I could imagine. It's a lot
5: of pressure. <laughs> Most days I'm forever alone. Like That's what my uh, my mantra is.
0: So do you feel like not being in a relationship upsets you?
5: Not at all. I could go either way. I'm happy single or depending on who it is I'm in a relationship with. I can be happy with them, but they usually crash and burn hard because nobody ever likes them. (laughs) Like
0: no one in the family (laughs) likes them. Our
5: family is tough. We got tough critics in our fam. That is true. (laughs) It's it's rough dating.
0: (laughs) Bringing someone home is...
5: It's, the it's Judgment thing Day. Ever. <laughs> you're prepping for Doomsday when you're bringing somebody to the entire family.
0: I feel bad for them, and then you have to prep them. Yeah, so you have to meet a lot of people in a small amount of time. And
5: I feel like bringing girls into the family is a slightly easier than it is to bring a guy in because they want to try and look confident, so then they come off cocky, and that's usually how most of my ex boyfriends have come off. That's the right. Family.
0: That's really interesting because I've only ever brought one girl home. Yeah,
5: it depends. <laughs> like you want to try and prepare them and you want them to feel like they can be confident coming to meet everybody but then they come off coffee and then it's like it leaves a bad taste in everybody's mouth
0: and i feel like we're a very first impression based family. oh yes
5: even myself like when somebody else comes into the family i'm like oh, fuck that bitch like <laughs> yeah i think we're all a little guilty of it <laughs> i don't like her <laughs> We want what's best for the
0: person in our family. So of course they're the we're
5: hardcore judgmental people. But we're very loving as well. Like, once you get past that stage. You're in. Exactly. (laughs) You're in for life. Like it's a blood bond after that.
0: So with Valentine's Day being next week, what kind of mindset does that put you in?
5: Oh, I'm just gonna go to work and then I'm gonna go home and cuddle Emma and call it a night. Maybe I'll drink a bottle of wine to drink away my sorrows but <laughs>
0: and would you drink a whole bottle of wine yeah
5: it's so easy i never realized how easy it is to drink a bottle of wine in one sitting but it's scary easy
0: uh, i'll be honest i've done it once yeah and, which just resulted in uh, me crying i've done
5: it like <laughs> i've done it like three times so i had my alcoholic week like two weeks ago where i was drunk five out of the seven nights <laughs> that's a lot of yeah. nights <laughs> i was it was a bad week i mean it wasn't a bad week but it was a stressful week at work so i would come home and be like i'd go for some wine right now and then all of a sudden four glasses later and one bottle down it's like i drank an entire bottle of wine
0: <laughs> and what is the ideal bottle of wine
5: oh i like um Tolino's, the i don't know if i ever say it right but the cataba it's a rose it's so good so it's red it's, it's a light, like white, it's a mix of white and red. It's like a pink color.
0: Is that a drier wine or a sweeter no, wine? No, it's
5: sweet. It's so-
0: Is it sweeter than a Riesling? A what? A Riesling.
5: A what? <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's like a really sweet wine.
5: <laughs> I have no idea. Okay. Maybe, it could be.
0: So, what would your advice be
5: for those for single out there? <laughs> those single
0: 26 year olds looking for a guy who's not too cocky to bring to the oh, family. Man.
5: I don't know if I have really any advice, but I will say that I've noticed I've grown as a person in the last two years as opposed to when I was dating, like, constantly. And being single really isn't that terrible. You just have to find the right group of people to be with. Like, luckily, we have all cousins in our family that we all just hang out all the time. So we're friends and family, so it works. And everybody, like, blends together very well. But even, like having regular friends just always have a group of friends that you can be comfortable with and not feel lonely like for the most part i go to work i come home i don't really do anything i tried going out with a guy a few few months ago it didn't work out because i told him from the get-go what i was looking for i was like listen i do the same thing every single day like i'm trying to get out of my house i don't want to be sitting at somebody else's house bored to death and he was not understanding or getting the hint and so I was like listen I'm done like I just sever ties I don't even right I don't even waste my time with the ones that are trying to waste my time because I'm 26 now like I'm trying to find somebody to settle down with but at the same time like I'm comfortable with who I am and where I'm at in life like I I still have a lot going on I have school I have work." And we always have some sort of family thing happening, so. It's
0: true, we are very busy. <laughs>
5: We're very busy people. But it's not that bad, Yeah, I would say. It's really not that bad to be single at my age.
0: And I think it's important to learn how to love yourself before you can
5: definitely love I, somebody
0: else. And I also think a lot of people put happiness into another person where yes. they need to learn how to be happy on their and own. And I was
5: always really bad at speaking up for myself in relationships. Now I just don't care. I just say whatever. And if you don't like it, I don't really care anymore. (laughs) Like I'm at that point. I'm just going to weed out the ones that can't handle it. Like if you can't handle my personality, you won't be able to handle the family because I feel that I come off as a lot of people in our family, like, because we all hang out so well, you take on those traits and stuff and you start to sound like each other a little bit where, so like, I don't know really if this is making sense, but like, I think I'm really sarcastic. I think I'm hilarious. (laughs) Others will tell me not, but I think I can vouch for that. (laughs) As in the funny or not funny?
0: The funny. Oh, of course.
5: Yeah, better be. And I'm loud. I can be overwhelming at times, maybe, with just my personality in itself, but I'm also a very caring person. Like, if you're going to be in my life, I'm going to give you 110%, but I also expect the same respect. Right. And if I'm not getting it, then I'm just going to cut ties and be like, see you later, man.
0: No settling.
5: No settling. <laughs> no settling. No <laughs> <Goal>. settling. <laughs> Goal
0: for Valentine's Day 2018. <laughs>
5: Never settle. <laughs> <laughs> just be you with your dog and a bottle of wine and life is grand.
0: I think you've got a great Valentine's Day planned. All right, Jess, well, thanks for talking today. I know that
4: you're afraid. I'm gonna walk away. It's time to feel and face. It's time to feel and face. I know that you're I'm gonna walk away. It's feel you, know I'm bad in
1: love. you Yeah, I'd swipe right on that story. <laughs> Thanks, Jessica. All right, Vito, who's up next? Up next,
0: we have Ben, who is outside of the studio this month. He is 23 and has been married for about a year now, okay, to his wife Amy, mm-hmm. who's also a very good friend of mine. We were RAs together in college, and he's going to give us his perspective on
1: love. Excellent. I'm excited.
4: Hey, guys. I just want to say... Uh, What an honor it is to be on this podcast. Vito and I go way back to our sophomore year of college, and he's just been a dear friend of mine ever since. When uh, Vito invited me to to be on this podcast, he told me I could talk about anything that I love. So today, I want to make much of my first and deepest love, which is Jesus. So to begin this story, we, we need some background, right? So I was born into an incredible family. Both of my parents were... You know, very involved in my life, took care of me, loved me, pushed me to be the best that I could be. They love God passionately. And I'm so thankful for that. You know, when I was a boy, like many in America, Sunday mornings meant that I had to wake up early, (laughs) dress up, and go to church. I did this almost every Sunday, and I thought that I was a Christian simply because I followed the rules, or at least on the outside I was a rule follower. You see, my life before meeting Christ was very much a double life for me. At home, I played the respectful, agreeable son, and I thought that this is what it meant to be a Christian. But on the inside and in front of my friends at school, my heart was far from God, and I didn't even know it or care, (laughs) if I'm honest. I'll give an example how these two worlds kind of existed. In high school... I had a terrible, terrible mouth among my friends. Any bad word that has ever been said, I've probably said it. Uh, This was normal in my friend group, and I worshipped, you know, their approval and and the identity that that gave me. Um, So I participated in that. And, you know, one night my friends came over for dinner to, you know, my house. And my younger sister was there, you know, she was hanging out with us. And at one point during the night, my one friend turns to her and says, you know, almost jokingly, so, you know, Ben swears, right? And all of a sudden, I just felt all these eyes on me. And in a moment, my worst fears came true, which was that my real self and my pretend self just collided, and my facade game was totally over. And, you know, there are probably worse stories than that and that I could share but, you know, don't have time for. And that's because the reality is, is that I am a sinful man. And in my heart, I didn't want anything to do with God. You know, I knew he probably existed, but... I didn't care to know him or follow him, and I didn't even know what that meant. So I'll tell one more story that will kind of get to my point. If We fast forward to the summer after my senior year of high school. I remember a night that I was wide awake in my room thinking about college. You know, I was so excited to move away, start this new adventure. But even more so, I felt that I could finally stop this facade game that I was playing. You know, without supervision of my family, I wouldn't have to pretend anymore that I was this perfect Christian kid and that I could finally just be me. I remember thinking, you know, I'm going to take the opportunity to party, to engage in hookup culture and just have fun. You know, these four years are for me. And so now we can fast forward to my first week on campus. It's a Wednesday evening and some of my new friends that I met during orientation have heard of this college ministry called Crew and they invited me to go along with them to their meeting. You know, I had heard about Crew as well from my brother and told him, yeah, you know, I'll check it out. Yeah, I'll give it a try. So we go, and I think I probably even sat in the first row, you know, still under that performance mentality. And I remember when the musicians came up to the front and began to sing worship music, I just started crying. And all night I heard people my age talk about their love for Jesus and the gospel, and you know, gospel, gospel, gospel. I heard it all night. And was there something I was missing? Was there more to Jesus than just good behavior? Now looking back now, (laughs) I know that Jesus had been pursuing me all these years and brought me to this place. And I can just imagine his face lighting up (laughs) with joy as I more and more came to love him and follow him. So over the course of this semester, I continued attending these meetings, learning about Jesus and each week falling more and more in love with him and wanting to, to follow him. And I started to understand why people were talking about this gospel you see, the word literally means good news. And the good news is that while we were far from God because of our sin, he sent Jesus to die the death that we deserve so that we can have life for, with God forever. So this podcast is supposed to be about the things we love. And I can and do say that I love Jesus, but even more true is that Jesus loves me more than I can love him. He is more faithful to me than I will ever be to him. And his love is available to all, not through works, not through religious tradition, but simply through faith in him. To end, I would be remiss if I didn't mention my dear treasure, my wife, my best friend, uh, my, my closest love, Amy. We've been married for about a year and two months now. And, and let me tell you, marriage is an amazing blessing. Um, just to encourage anyone who's listening to this that might need to hear it. Marriage is a beautiful covenant, lifelong relationship. You know, it means one life. It means no space. All things are shared. It's safety and vulnerability. It's learning and making mistakes. It's giving grace and asking for it. It's giving up your life and serving. And it's life-giving. So thanks guys so much for letting me be a part of this podcast. Uh, Love you guys. Hope to talk to you soon.
1: We'd like to thank Ben for taking the time out to record a section on a different perspective of love, especially around a holiday that focuses on the commercial aspects of a relationship. Ben reminded us that relationships are also grounded in faith and the ability to give something not material.
0: He's a very honest and vulnerable portrayal. And Ben, thank you so much for that. All right, Drew, so we've been talking a lot about situations where love has worked out in a positive way. We've mm-hmm. talked about dating at 26 and, and what that looks like at, in the year of 2018.
1: Mm-hmm. With uh, Tinder.
0: With Tinder. And your mate. And your mate. <laughs> and swiping <laughs> right or left, depending on what you like. Um, but I thought it would be fun if we shared uh, some of our first date experiences mm-hmm. that may have not gone as well yes. or have been a little bit awkward.
1: Because I definitely,
0: or a lot of it, because I have a few. (laughs) I'm not sure. (laughs) Oh, I think all of mine. Okay, so what's one awkward date that you've been on that you want to share?
1: I would first like to preface it as perhaps not a real date. What does that mean? Or a date. I feel like that will be more clear as the story goes on.
0: Okay, so that'll unfold as we yes. dive into this awkward date.
1: Yeah. Thing. Oh, it gets juicy.
0: Okay, I'm excited. Do I know about
1: this one? Yeah, you were actually there. Okay.
0: Um, was I at the date, or was I? Do I just know the no. situation?
1: Yeah, you just know what happened.
0: Okay. All right. So, which date, which day are we going to cover? Okay. Today?
1: So, uh, first, a little disclaimer: we will not use real names in these stories to protect the identity. Of the other... Of the datey. Of the other victim of the awkward date. I think that's... both parties are victims in awkward dates. I can appreciate that. I think...
0: Are we going to pick a name to use, or are we just going to not name the person?
1: Let's call her Hat. Because she wore a hat that day.
0: Okay. And I don't think that'll be enough information to give her away. Nope, good luck. (laughs) (laughs) Cover a lot of ground there. Okay. Hat.
1: Alright, the story of Hat. So, it was a nice spring day in Westchester. Okay. Um, and you and Dominique and I were walking down Gay Street uh, towards the middle of town. And that, I don't know if you remember this, but we at at one point crossed paths with a beautiful group of women.
0: Oh, I, I remember. Yes. I remember Hat. Now I know what story we're talking about.
1: Yes, so... And, of course, there was this one that was wearing a hat, and she was very attractive.
0: She was attractive.
1: Great smile. And so we let that moment slip by. And I, I believe in the, the, the seconds following, I did mention the hat.
0: You mentioned the hat. You talked about the hat.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like, often, you started kicking yourself. Like, man, I really yeah. should have talked to that I, hat.
1: That I was like, I, I missed my shot. Right. Right. So we're walking. And then we pass them again at some point.
0: Right, which doesn't happen often. No, it
1: doesn't. That was a universal sign, like, everyone knows.
0: Right, the universe gave you one opportunity and then reminded you that it was still there.
1: Right. So at this point, gears are turning. We have to make a plan. And shout out to Dominique. She was very supportive during this whole time.
0: That's true. I was cheering it on, but Dominique really made it happen.
1: She did. So a few pep talks later, I am ready to approach Hat.
0: Where? Where did you approach Hat?
1: Well, we're still on the street. Okay. <laughs> and we're, but we don't know Hat's location. And but we, we know she's there because right. she was roaming the streets. Correct. And we also don't have paper to...
0: That's right, because you wanted to write your phone number yes, on a piece of paper. Yes,
1: and my name also. That would be helpful. Right, and so... <laughs> right, to her So we're in the process of trying to find Hat, and we are stopped by a Buddhist monk... That's right. Mm-hmm. That's where we were. Yes, you were. And he gave that's, us. No, he, he didn't give us. He sold <laughs> us a book. That's right. We did. <laughs> that's right. Okay. He sold us a book. Shout out to Dominique. I'm pretty sure she bought that book. I think I might have
0: shelled out a few dollars for it. Okay,
1: well, both of you. Great job. So he pulled out the first page, which was about Nirvana, but also didn't have anything on the back of it. So I scribbled down my name and number. And we set out to find Hat. We did, which Hat and Co. ended up in Landmark. For for those listeners that are familiar with Westchester, Landmark is a uh, bar and grill, half house, restaurant. You go in there to eat. And that's what you do there.
0: Pretty popular at Westchester University.
1: Yeah, it's just a big restaurant. So standing outside, getting one final pep talk, because I, I have to ride in there solo. It's true. And and deliver this message, which is really just an option. You know, when someone gives you a number, a lot of times I feel like it can be forceful, but this was not that. Just given, given had an opportunity. Yeah. And I'm a very awkward person. So, likely the words that were coming out of my mouth were like, if you wanna. Sort of, maybe. Yeah. Go on a date
0: (laughs) if you feel like it No, Definitely
1: wouldn't have said date. Just been like. You want to go on a coffee and a hike?
0: (laughs) That's more your speed. Yeah. (laughs) So how did that go?
1: Uh, So I get in the restaurant and Hat is not there, but her friends are. And it has turned out that Hat has gone to the bathroom. So I explain to her friends my noble efforts to make it this far and present them with a piece of paper and say, can you please give this to Hat? But I don't know Hat yet, so I did not refer to Hat. As Hat. Correct.
0: Because her friends would be confused.
1: They would. And so they say yes, and then I ride off into the sunset, which was really just midday.
0: But it felt that way. Like you accomplished something that you wouldn't normally do.
1: Yeah, we went through a lot of phases to get there. And this mad, you know, the adrenaline was pumping.
0: It was a lot of stop and go there for a while.
1: Yeah, it it felt, you know, it felt like it was an important day, but that's not where the story ends because that was not the awkward first encounter
0: (laughs) with with the Hat.
1: (laughs) With Hat. So afterwards, Hat contacts me, I think 24 hours later, I forget the time frame.
0: It was about then. I remember when you you came into my room and you were like, Vito, Hat responded.
1: Right, and so it was not long before Hat and I got into deep conversation about our growing ups, at which point we found out that we have grown up in different timelines. What do you mean by that? I mean, at the time, Hat was... Newly eighteen. And... and I was newly twenty one. So yes, record scratch. That was a plot twist. Still legal. Not okay. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> so still
0: in high school. So one when... <laughs> You were in college.
1: Yep. <laughs> the story is not over yet, though. So do you meet up with hat? Yes, but it is not a date that is a very clear line that is drawn that this is just following through, and who drew that line? I would say it was mutual, okay, yeah,
0: a mutual this is us meeting each other, yeah, at a location like, at the same time,
1: yep,, mm-hmm. so we went to um the book barn in Westchester and I want to say we went to Rita's. I feel like that happened, but I'm not too sure. But anyway, again, story not over yet. As it turns out, Hat was also uh, recently a survivor of leukemia. Wow. Yes. So there was a lot of layers to...
0: To finding someone in the streets of Westchester and giving them your number on a on a Buddhist piece of paper.
1: Yes, but overall... Yes, but overall, I would say it's important that we take chances like that.
0: I agree. I think that's a very bold thing to do, especially in today's day and age. I feel like a lot of people are scared to approach people that they find attractive or want to pursue in some sort
1: of way. It's true. I would also like to note that she did not look 18. And you can vouch for me because you saw her.
0: That's true. She did look older. Yes. Definitely looked like a college student.
1: Yep. Was in a college town. All right, Vito. So now we talked about a time where my awkward first encounter led to a awkward first fake date. Right. But from what you've expressed already, you've had a few real awkward first dates. Yeah,
0: I've had quite a few, uh, but I will stick with one to, to tell you. Okay. So, do you remember the game Words with Friends?
1: Right, and that was like Scrabble, correct? Yeah, it was
0: Scrabble, but you was also this little chat box where you could talk to the person you were playing with, mm-hmm. and you could either play with friends or people that you didn't know.
1: Right, on your phone.
0: On your phone, right. And so, uh, my cousin's best friend... Mm-hmm. She had this game, and I had this game. And we were friends for a long time. Like, whenever I would go over to my aunt's house, we would hang out every so often. Mm -hmm. And so we were playing this game, and we started flirting with each other. Okay. And it developed into, maybe we should try this out and go on a date.
1: Mm -hmm. And so, how old were you?
0: I was a senior in high school. (laughs) Okay. She was a junior in high school Mm -hmm. and we didn't go to the same school
1: gotcha and what was flirting like it was in 2011 2012
0: well i guess you could ask what it was like in 2012
1: okay what was it like
0: well i am also an awkward human being (laughs) so that would seriously just be me asking more in-depth questions rather than hi how are you Okay. And getting to know her better as a person and maybe saying corny things like, that was a crazy word you spelled. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Swoon. Yeah, super smooth, super smooth. So what made this date awkward was, uh, so this is actually my first date ever. Okay. And I was nervous. Okay. But I drove to her house. Mm Mm-hmm. And her father is also my doctor. Right. Which adds a fun twist to it. Yeah. So I go to pick her up, and she gets into the car, and right before we leave, her brother, she's a triplet, Mm -hmm. comes out with his girlfriend and says, we're coming. (laughs) And they just crash the party, and he jumps into the backseat of the car. So With his girlfriend. With his girlfriend, she comes to. (laughs) So uh we drive to mini golf Mm -hmm. which i think is a great first date right however my track record does not support that at all okay so so you have fun
1: i have fun but the the other datey doesn't
0: no or or something happens where it just does not end up to be a good date okay but i do still support the idea it just for me it has not worked do you play to win not necessarily I'm more so I am a competitive person But I play for fun When it's a deep. Okay So we We get to the mini golf course And her brother is Again we're in high school So be mindful of that He starts taking the golf club And putting it in between his legs And okay. acting like it's male genitalia <laughs> And he does this the whole entire time, and I don't say a single word. Mm -hmm. Like, it's a date, and I don't say a single word the entire time for 18 mini-golf holes. (laughs) That's a long time. It is. It is. So, I... We finish the date. We finish Mm mini-golf. And we drive home. I think I make a few jokes about the GPS because I don't know how to get anywhere. Okay. And I am heavily dependent on a GPS. And so, we get back and drop her off... And it's a super awkward goodbye because her brother's there. Right. And we never see each other again. <laughs> and it's funny because she's still in a lot of the family circles because she's my cousin's best friend. She right. was at my cousin's wedding mm-hmm. and she was in the wedding and I had to see her. But we're we're really close now. We're still friends. Right. Um and it was never it never went sour. It just didn't work out how we wanted it to. Did you spell
1: goodbye? In Words With Friends? Well, by the time we went on the date, <laughs> Words With Friends
0: was just... Like, we went to texting after that.
1: Uh, yeah, we moved on from that. How, how did you share your number with her?
0: Oh, I didn't spell it out, if that's what you're asking. But I gave it to her through Words With Friends. <laughs> <laughs> it, was not, it was not good. It was so bad. <laughs> I only hope that I've gotten better from that point now. Now you just swipe. Now I just swipe on Tinder for, to find my mate. <laughs> But I guess that was better than the time in Seattle, this girl asked me if I was gay. <laughs> and then a minute later, she asked me on a date. Right. So icebreaker. Good icebreaker. It worked. We right. went out. Mm-hmm. Uh, we went to the movies and we saw La La Land. Mm-hmm. She paid. She thought it was her responsibility because she asked me out.
1: Right. And so this was last year. This was last year. So that's what? 2017. 2017. And... 2012 veto. So how would you say you differed? I would say I was more confident this time. Okay. I was less
0: nervous. Okay. I looked at it as this is just a date. This doesn't mean I have to marry this person. Right. That's usually where my mind goes when I go on a date. In (laughs) In 2012, this person I have to marry. Words with friends. (laughs) Right. I was like, this is gonna be it if I go on this date. Okay. I soon realized that was crazy. And I was looking at this date more of like a fun thing to do. In Seattle. Right, Mm because I wasn't expecting it, so we'll see what comes of it. I don't know.
1: Right, so you went to La La Land. To the movie La La Land, yes.
0: Mm -hmm. And I tried talking during the movie, but that's frowned upon.
1: Right. Episode 1, Vito, would be very disappointed in episode 2, Vito. Because I
0: did say that you shouldn't talk during the movie. Right. But I paid for the popcorn and M&M's and mixed them together. I thought that would be fun. And Was it? We did not mix the M&M's and the popcorn. She didn't want to. <laughs> <laughs> so, strike one. But uh, after that, we went on a Ferris wheel ride. Mm-hmm. And then we walked around Seattle for a bit. And she tried to kiss me, but I was not into it. Okay. Uh, but we said her goodbyes.
1: And I would say it was a good date, but just not, not what we were looking for. Sure. And so that relationship, or that date, I should say, was based not in technology, right? You guys right. saw that each was other the person. Day. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was working at Whole Foods and she asked me out there. Would you say it's easier to handle in person relationships, or is it easier to handle text based relationships, at least at first?
0: Do you mean to initiate? a relationship or do you mean like being in a relationship with someone is it easier to handle seeing them more often or communicating more through electronics? No,
1: initially when you're starting to get to know someone.
0: I guess personally I think that love is a happy accident. Mm-hmm. So I think it's better if it's in person. Okay, you're not forcing something, you're not looking for something. But again, that's something against apps like Tinder or mm-hmm. Or other things that are out there. I think that's awesome. That's just not for me. But I would say it's easier because you get a better read of that person. And get a more real representation of who they are and the characteristics that you're attracted to. And what you'd like to pursue.
1: Mm -hmm. And what would you say is the norm um, for our generation? Specifically the people that we graduated with. Either in high school or um, afterwards. I think that really depends
0: on the person. It's scary now that we are 23, seeing so many people get engaged and married and pursuing serious relationships and settling down. Mm -hmm. But I also think that there is still a lively hookup culture where Mm -hmm. people are still chasing their dreams or have a higher goal in mind than being in a relationship. And so they hook up rather than stay in a serious relationship. Mm -hmm. But I would say that the norm is kind of... I would say for us, being in the generation that we're in, it's a little half and half. You have some people that are more likely to find someone else on on an app. Mm-hmm. They, they think that's more fun and exciting because it's a complete stranger that they've never met before and it's a guarantee. Mm-hmm. But then you also meet a lot of people who say, "Hey, I met this person on a party bus or I met this person at a bar or I met this person
1: at the library. That one is a little less common, but I've heard of it. Two booze and one book. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Very funny.
0: But I think a common question is, do you think that
1: kissing on the first date is important? Personally, I don't put that much weight to kissing on the first date, but I do respect that as a societal norm. I would say that for the most part, a lot of people sort of see that as a telltale sign of it was a good date or it wasn't a good date would you say that let's say you went on a date and you didn't kiss would a part of you be bummed um honestly no part of me would probably recognize that opportunity <laughs> that's honest <laughs> that's fair what what about yourself how do you hold yourself to that question
0: I think the whole time I'm nervous that it's going to happen and either by doing it, I'm being too forceful or I won't recognize the signs and I'll miss it because mm-hmm. I once had a girl stop talking to me because I didn't kiss her on the first
1: date. And so looking back, what was the sign? We hugged for a long time and she looked in my eyes, you know, that, that like eye most gaze.
0: Like people do? Yeah, when they're going <laughs> to kiss you. And I was like, what if it's not the sign? And I go in and I'm just disappointed
1: so do you think it's better to be cautious or does what's the best way to handle that situation well i think hindsight is
0: 2020 i think it would have been best if i would go for it yeah. because then you know and i won't sit here not that i am right now but looking back and thinking what if <laughs> <laughs> what if that kiss led to marriage <laughs> right <laughs> back to crazy high school veto that could have led to marriage and that could have been a done deal <laughs> i don't know
1: fair enough yeah so Vito, are there any dating trends that you noticed in the late 2010s that you think sort of encapsulate what dating is like right now
0: yeah i think a lot of couples have been posting a lot Now that social media
1: is such a prominent part of our lives. Posting on what? Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. And for those listening that won't know those apps or aren't familiar with them, what are apps like Instagram?
0: So Instagram is a, I would describe it as a picture library. Okay. Of pictures that you post. A lot of people like to post food. That they're eating mm-hmm. or workouts. Workouts that they're doing. Butts. <laughs> Butts seem to be popular <laughs> and you get a lot of followers that way.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, but also people posting them and their significant other doing cute things.
1: Right. Do you think some of it's a misrepresentation of the relationship or daily life?
0: I think sometimes. I think sometimes people use it to make their lives seem interesting to other people Mm -hmm. and they get lost in what other people are thinking as opposed to just living life. Right. Um, so I think the time you're taking to post that photo or come up with a cool caption, you're taking away from the moment that you're currently in. Right. And so I think a lot of people do that to prove that their relationship is stronger than it might actually be. Mm -hmm. That's not to say it's not, they might just love that person so much and they want everyone to know how much they love that person.
1: That's true. Which
0: is incredible. And I hope, Everyone finds someone that makes them feel that way and makes them feel special and makes them want to post all the pictures in the world of them. Right. But I do think there might be an unhealthy connection between social media and, and relationships today. Fair enough. Is there anything you want to
1: weigh in on the topic? Of dating trends. Mm, no, but if I, if I could, I'd like to suggest that we go back to sharing varsity jackets. I think that was a great idea
0: either varsity jackets or class rings. You mean either?
1: Either. Either. Neither. 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 Let's call call the the whole whole thing off.
2: You like vanilla and I like vanilla. You sarsaparilla and I sarsaparilla. Vanilla, vanilla or chocolate strawberry.
1: Let's call the whole thing off. But oh.